0: WFBG, born hit power to play. Make me a deal and make it good for me. I won't get full of myself. So I can't afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. Funny he could prove.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic I'm Pat Francis, and joining me live and in person in the rock room is my friend from high school He's been here before, he's back again Please welcome, from Ohio, Jim Schultz How you doing, Jim? Hey everyone Do people call you James now as you get older or are you Jim? Um, I think I'm mostly
2: Jim. Mm -hmm. Uh, the exception is my family that still call me Jimmy.
1: Um, (laughs) I've never called you Jimmy.
2: Uh, just my immediate family, my sisters, some of my cousins, siblings, things like that. I mean, it's,
1: are they fucking with you?
2: Um, why they do that? (laughs) I don't know. I think they must still think
1: I'm 10 years old. Right. I, I don't know. Maybe it's how I act.
2: Yeah. yeah. Cause you
1: got, you, it, you can be Jim, Jimmy or James. I've only got, I mean, no one's going to call me Patty. I hope not Patty or Pat or Patrick. I like Patty. People call me Patty. You look like a Patty. <laughs> Sometimes I do. I'm a girly man. Uh, so you're out here because your daughter's turning 30. Yeah. And how old are you? 80 with a 30 year old daughter? <laughs> 30 year old um, daughter is crazy
2: i know i know it goes so fast you know that your yeah. your your kids are getting up there too yeah 22
1: and, and 18 yeah. <laughs> but 30 and how old's how old's uh, nick
2: nick he will be 24 this year 25 I should know this. You should, yeah, you should. I didn't know there was going to be. You have one job. I didn't know there know was going to be. This, ages. I,
1: I, I <laughs> should probably look at Becky. Is she is she giving you the number behind us? She's shaking her head like you're an idiot. Um, That's what wives do. <laughs> By the way, Happy Mother's Day, Becky. We are recording this uh, the Friday before Mother's Day, so in two days it will be Mother's Day. So happy. Jim's wife is sitting on the couch. Just she's almost half asleep. This is a late night record. It's uh, ten forty eight p.m. It's not super late. But it's late because you guys had quite a day. Well, and I'm on Ohio time, so it's
0: actually.
2: Oh yeah, that's true. I, I can't. Again, I didn't know there was going to be all these questions. Mass questions. Right.
1: Um, it's probably like four a.m. right now in Ohio. If I if I'm doing that right. And we're d- drinking Moscow Mules. Yes. And uh, the vodka that we used—that's uh, the actor Jason Momoa. That's his vodka. He's my favorite. That that's his line. Yeah. I um I'm kind of now collecting celebrity alcohols. I've got a cheap trick vodka. I got a Ryan Reynolds gin. I just picked up that bottle of George Clooney tequila tonight. I got what else do I got? I got uh, Bob Dylan bourbon.
2: You've got a Sammy Hagar. I got Sammy Hagar
1: rum and Sammy Hagar tequila. Nice. Yeah, and look, you would think that I was an alcoholic, but I rarely drink. But when I do, it's going to be celebrity. <laughs> spirits for sure so um so yeah tonight we're trying the jason momoa vodka in a moscow mule which has ginger beer yes and your wife made becky you made these they're very good yeah she has it locked in yeah and what i think is ironic is
2: um our topic for tonight's show we never drank when we were
1: that age. No, we didn't drink when we were uh, <laughs> so in high school. It's we kind of ironic high
2: that we're having a cocktail tonight. Yeah,
1: the topic tonight is uh, it's the radio station that Jim and I. We didn't have a real choice of radio stations where we lived in Hollidaysburg, and Duncansville is where you lived, which is a second from Hollidaysburg, which is two seconds from Altoona. So, yeah, we were a suburb of yeah. a very small town. Yeah, so it was the radio station was an AM station. WFBG, the rock of out right yeah. it was the only yeah how yeah. hard would it, do you think it would would have been to get a, a job as a dj there i think they yeah. learned there
2: they probably did back in the day i mean i this is one of those things somebody will fact check us but <laughs> yes i'm guessing you probably did some type of an internship <laughs> with or without even uh College degree, and, where you maybe started out working a soundboard yep. or something. And the and, next thing
1: you know, you had a you had a uh, slot at two in the morning.
2: And obviously, I think the DJs worked harder then because you were pulling the albums off the rack. Yeah, even though the format of the day was all top forty, mm-hmm. so they probably only had to pull forty different forty fives or albums off the rack. But somebody was loading those up for the DJ if if they weren't doing it themselves. Yep. Um, and then pressing the right buttons for the ads yeah. and the news reports and, and all that. And they had carts,
1: they had ads on carts that were like, do you, do you want to cart It's like an eight track and I think they would plug it in and push a button and that would be the ad. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I, you know, maybe they did some sound effects and things when they did a few jokes, but it wasn't certainly anything that. Right. Um,
1: do you even still listen to the radio? I do. I listen to 88.5, the SoCal sound out here. It's an independent radio station, but they play, they like play everything. Like they'll play all this new music of artists I've never heard. And then boom, Thin Lizzy, the rocker will play. I mean, it's very eclectic. Oh, wow. and, and so I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Um, and then in the other car, we have a serious satellite radio. So then I'll just, I don't know, I always have the yacht rock station on in there, or I'll go to the Tom Petty station
2: yeah yeah I was satellite for a long time when I was a traveling salesman mm-hmm. and yeah
1: you to use was it vacuum cleaners or encyclopedias which <laughs> one did you i forget what did you sell life insurance life insurance <laughs> sure. uh,
2: no it was uh, the satellite radio was like a savior for me because I know, right uh for those that aren't familiar with the uh four corners of <laughs> the states of West Virginia <laughs> Indiana <laughs> Ohio, and Kentucky I mean there's a lot of places where you couldn't even get much good radio no. um, and you can only take so many cds in the car yep and uh people so, listening right now are like
1: cds
2: so satellite was awesome because you could listen to comedy for a couple hours yeah, you could. or you could listen to the bruce springsteen station yep. and just go deep with the boss or
1: Whatever. Um, There's like 300 stations, and I listen to like three. <laughs> I just find what I <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, you program
2: in your favorites. There, there was a couple on there that I really liked. Um, that played deep tracks, and uh, some that you know just played deep album cuts from bands that you just never heard on any yeah, radio. It's great. And, yeah.
1: And that's really what this all night album rock was all about. Yeah, we didn't even say. It. Now Jim said that WFBG had a format. They just top 40 format, except for Fridays and Saturday nights from midnight till six. I thought it was just Saturday night till Sunday morning. Really? That's it? It wasn't Friday too, just Saturday? I knew we were going to debate this. No, I don't know. We're, we're, I'll, we're I'll going go back. with whatever
2: you say. No, we're going back quite a ways in our memory. Um, I, it seems to me... And my wife and I were talking about this earlier. A lot of stations signed off the air at midnight. Yeah. And they would play the national anthem and then it would basically just be static until the farm report came on at like 6 a.m. Right? I mean, and I think WFPG being an AM station. Yeah, they didn't care. I think they signed off and then the farm report came on at 6 a.m. And then maybe news at eight or something like that. And then they would start playing top 40 around
1: nine or 10. But for this one night, we'll, we'll, well, I'll narrow it down to one night, Saturday night, midnight till 6am, Steve Kelsey, the all night animal, which I had forgot that was his name until you told me, yeah, he would play album rock. He brought in his own records, played whatever he wanted to play, played whatever he wanted to play.
2: I wonder, and maybe somebody will be able to look this up for us. Um, I wonder if he even got paid. I was just
1: going to say uh, that. I, I he think probably because didn't.
2: I think because the station was off the air, he must have talked them into like turning on the twenty million gigawatts, yeah. and, and letting him. Because I don't think there was any ads. I don't really remember don't ads remember during any the show ads either. I don't think he had any sponsors, and. He would just play music all night.
1: Ask questions. People would yep. call in. Sometimes you'd talk to him yep. about stuff. Could be on the. If you got the question right, you could request a song, and he, if he had it, he'd play it. Yeah, that's what I was
2: trying to figure out as I was jogging my memory. I think the idea was he would ask a trivia question, mm-hmm. and I've got some here that I'm going to challenge you with throughout cool. the show. Cool. Um, and I think anybody that, then he would drop a song on. And it might be a four or five minute, usually rock, Mm -hmm. hard rock, heavy metal, psychedelic rock. But
1: bands also that we, we never heard. I remember him coming up new one from Budgie. I'm like, what the fuck is Budgie?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was still don't know what it is. No one had internet then. No No. one had cell phones. Mm -mm. We had no way to look this up unless you recognize the band could maybe pull out the album and start going through the liner notes, trying to find the trivia question. Yep. Um, but he would drop the song, and then I think as many people that called in and got through got points. Yeah. I was trying to remember for Becky, what was our... Did we have a team name like that we called ourselves, like I the boys remember. from the Berg or something? Maybe. I, I, I don't remember. Because I, I know that there was different groups that would be always dominating. There was a group in Altoona, which was the big town next to us. Yeah, those the, losers. Those losers. <laughs> um and as you turned me on to a couple of years ago, they actually started a group on Facebook.
1: On Facebook, there's a WFBG, uh, you know, the Rock of Altoona Facebook page.
2: So it's kind of weird when I go into that occasionally mm-hmm. and I actually see what some of them look like because I would have never imagined. Yeah. Now, of course, they're 60 years old and also. I think Steve
1: Kelsey's passed.
2: He did pass a couple of years ago. Rock in Peace, Steve Kelsey. Yeah.
1: Um, now, he would also do high school dances. You could hire him as a DJ. So I think that like, this all night album show was kind of also like an advertisement for you to get him to come and do the school dances or the ymca dances that was one of the things that occurred
2: to me as we were preparing
1: for the show <laughs> that's when you're like he couldn't have made that much money if he was doing the dances on a friday night
2: it, it was weird seeing him at the dances yeah because there would always be a few people like us that would want him to play some of these deep Hard rock yeah. cuts when everybody's there to dance to Billy Jean or whatever yeah. the, the song of the day was, yeah. he, and he and we would hound him at these dances. He's like I can't play that, guy. and then I think he would like play one like Hair of the Dog or something yes, from yeah. Nazareth. <laughs> yes, he would and play then that. Nobody could dance to it, no. and he would be like giving us this look, like I told you there. so. Like we have our thing are on you, Saturday you know, night. Are you happy, it's, guys? It's not at this dance. Yeah, it was weird seeing him in public,
1: and like anyone like back in the day when you, you never saw a DJ. So when you, so the face doesn't go with the voice. No. Like when you first saw him, you're like, well, that can't be him. No, he's a little guy, he's a little guy balding. skinny. And the voice was like kind of deeper and kind of. He had a I, radio I, voice yeah, for sure. If I, if I can find a clip of him talking on YouTube, I'll drop it in right now. I'll look. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, But who knows? But yeah, so this is an, a rock and piece, Steve Kelsey. This is in tribute to him because a lot of the music that he played back then I still listen to now.
2: Yeah. It was how we expanded our musical world
1: yeah. um, because Top 40 Radio yeah. wasn't going to do that for us. Until we got uh, stereo systems that you could hook cable. Remember, you could hook cable to the receiver and then you could tune in and you could get some stations from Pittsburgh. Yeah. But we never lost our love for the WDVE. W-WDVE out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Okay. We're having Moscow Mules. we got some treats on the table. Let's try. These people love when you eat into the microphone. This is a sweet and salty umami crunchies rice crackers. That's a that's too long of a name, right? That's a lot. That's one, two, three, four. Five. That's like eight words for the snack. Uh, they're gluten-free also. They're sweet and salty. I'm going to try one of, of these. Of course they would now, be. Now, what does this look like? This looks like a, it looks like a, a hash brown.
2: Literally I was going to say brown. like a tater tot that's been tater smashed. Tater tot. Tater tot that's that's what smash. it
1: looks like to okay, me. I'm going to try one. It's definitely crunchy it's sweet and it's salty very good
2: yeah so i give that a high uh, high mark i will try one um you know kind of setting it up for the listeners um you know this would be probably back in the day we probably were working a shift at mcdonald's right till about 10 or 11 yep. at night and then you had to clean up and hmm. have everything
1: clean um, and we would probably get home around 1130 to one of our houses. Yeah. And you'd say, Do you want to sleep my We always listened to your, I feel like we always stayed overnight at your house when we listened to Steve Kelsey. It's probably likely what he did. Because, in, and we've talked about this before, but for new listeners, you don't know this. You had, uh, what did you have outside behind your house? I, I don't want to, it's not, it wasn't a barn. It looked like a barn. Yeah, It was kind it's of like a barn though. It was
2: kind of like a big shed. A big shed where we, you
1: stored th- stuff.
2: Yeah, we kept like the lawnmower in there and some of the outdoor stuff.
1: And and, it had uh, like, an you could climb up to the And there was a loft, there was was a loft above it. But you couldn't stand up in that loft.
2: No, it was only maybe four foot high or something.
1: Like I feel even when we were sitting, we were kind of hunched over.
2: Yeah, it was not a big space and it wasn't- Ventilated. It wasn't climate controlled. So it could be either very cold or it could be very hot.
1: Yeah, so at night we're probably freezing and then we wake up and we're sweating our
2: asses off. So we would take some snacks, certainly not with eight names in the title, and they weren't gluten-free, I'm sure. Mm -mm. Um, But we would have probably just sodas or water. Yeah,
1: sodas or water. We we just didn't drink in high school. I don't even think we drank water. Uh, We probably didn't. We didn't drink water. We probably just dehydrated. We probably had like two liter bottles of some 99 cent generic soda and whatever snack like we didn't go buy snacks it was whatever we could pull from the house yeah 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 for sure but sometimes it was slim pickings
2: it could be it yeah. could it could be a hodgepodge of leftovers but and- it was I don't think we ever stayed up the whole night, most of the nights. I think we made it maybe a few times. Now, how did we call in? We did, There weren't cell phones. Was there a phone out there? Did we- We didn't have a cell phone. How did we, we call in from We must house? have had to go into the house yeah. because we
1: only had the one phone yeah. Hang, yeah. hanging on the wall in the kitchen so that was we, a rotary. So if we knew the, and that, you, there wasn't a phone that pulled, we could pull up there with a long wire or something. No, no, there was- But we did call in. I know we did. I know we called in. I know- I, I, and I
2: was trying to remember that with the format. I think if you were the first person to get a particular question right, then you could request a song, right? Like that, like later, like the next song or something mm. like that, and or he'd work it in in the next little right. bit. Um, but as many people that got it right got points for a particular question right. as long as the song was playing. And then when it ended, he would give the answer. He would and give the answer. He would rattle off the teams or the individuals that right. got it right. You know, the boys from the Berg got five points, <laughs> and those. Uh, and we would get so excited. We would get so excited. Yeah, we would we would get pretty pumped when we would figure out, especially a tougher question. And I've got some tough ones for you. More
1: tonight. people are hearing this right now than ever heard his show <laughs> on a given Saturday night, for sure. I have
2: no idea. What I he, think so. I don't know how. I don't know how he would know what his audience I was. I think it was
1: just the boys from the Berg and the the Lords of Altoona. I think that's the <laughs> seven people were listening. There was um, there was probably not more
2: than. Fifty people listening to that show on a Saturday night. All right, let's try one more snack.
1: This is now. This is simple. This is a reduced fat cheese puffs, cheese flavored corn snacks. Becky, you you're going. To, Becky's going to bed. I thought she was getting up to try a cheese puff, but she's like, "No, I'm going to bed." Now, Becky, you're gonna just be. You're gonna be on the other side of that wall, and I talk very loud. I hope this doesn't keep you up. Do you have some type of earplugs or something? All right. Good night, Becky. That's
3: happy good. happy That's good. Mother's Day.
1: That's good podcast. Can you try that cheese puff you can shut that door if you don't mind thank you thank you bartender Becky not a good cheese puff right it's reduced fat it's gotta be good for you got cheese I feel like man. we can eat twice as many mm-hmm. yeah I ate almost a whole bag of those the other night after work which is good all right so you're not proud of that are you I don't know I mean how many steps did I get I gonna mean, look at my step count people don't give a shit Okay, let me see. I get so many steps at work. Let me see what I got today. I worked register a lot today, so I, I got 16,000 steps. I burned 3,400 calories. But yesterday, 23,000 steps.
2: Okay, that was yesterday. That was yesterday. You're having
1: cheese puffs today. Uh, you're right. Go easy. All right, Go easy. So, a couple stories real quick. Um, and you, I told you this one yesterday, but this was kind of wild. Pilar and I were at Target the other night. Um, Target closes at 10. I think we went over there at 9:30 to grab some stuff. So, uh, Rita wanted two things. They were two like cosmetic things. One was like cream, hand cream, and one was some type of uh, I don't know, a- eyelash mousse or something. I don't know what it was. I-, I couldn't find it. So, Pilar's checking out, and I said I'm going to walk over to that register and ask that girl that works here if if she can tell me where this eyelash thing is so I go over there and I'm talking to her and I'm showing her a picture of it and I'm asking her uh, if she knows where it is and the guy working the register at Target stops what he's doing he turns to me and he says are you Pat Francis? (laughs) (laughs) and I was like what? (laughs) I was like huh? and he goes are you Pat Francis? and I go yes he goes I knew it I heard the voice he has a mask on too he goes I heard it I heard you. I, he goes, I heard you. I heard the voice and I knew it was you. He goes, I, I, I listen to your podcast every week. Was it and a Power s- Ranger mask? So you're, oh. No, it's just a no, surgical mask. Oh, you know, okay. For a COVID protection still. At the, so at, he had COVID the, and he didn't want to get you maybe, sick. Maybe. Okay. So I was like, so I go, I go, uh, oh, thank, oh, thank you so much. And I go, what's your name? And he said, Kurt. I go, nice to meet you, Kurt. So at that point, Pilar, because my voice is loud, she only hears me say, Hey, Kurt, what's your name? Kurt. Oh, nice to meet you, Kurt. So I walk over to Pilar and she goes, do you have to talk to everyone? I go, <laughs> What? She goes, do you have to be nice and get everyone's name and talk to everyone? I go, no, 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 no. I go, you, didn't you hear what he said? And she goes, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I told her that he recognized me from my podcast. And then she was like, Oh, all right. That is pretty cool. So I nice. got it. I got it on my side. So, um, But yeah, I mean, that never happened. That was really wild. So now, because now if people say, do you ever get recognized for your podcast? I go, yeah, I do all the time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was at Trader Joe's today and uh, I had like six people like, hey, weren't you on the uh, Jackson Brown episode (laughs) uh, of the Rock Solid podcast last last,
1: uh, May? And I said, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Trader Joe's, I'm going to tell a story uh there's a guy i work with hector he's 29 he was in the navy for nine years great guy nice kid tattoos uh he does he has his brother and sister's name on his arms i think it's required when you're in the military must be Uh, yeah pretty sure so um one night uh his car wasn't working and i said where do you live and he told me where he lives he lives four minutes from our house i said well if if you if your car's not working tomorrow you need a ride to work you need a ride home Uh, Rita and I will take you no problem he goes okay so the next day he texts me he does need a ride so um take him to work and then on the way home from work Rita wants to be dropped off first before I take him home which is fine because then he can see how close we live because he's one of these people that's like thank you so much Uh, I hope this isn't putting you out you know what I mean and I'm like if if someone wants a favor I do a favor it's not uh, big yeah, deal. I mean, you're still charging them the same for gas. Yeah, so no, it's like, no, this is the thing. Now this is the thing. So I had to uh, take them and bring them home. Like, I don't know, like two and a half times, whatever it was. So now he's trying to pay me for gas. Yeah. Even though he knows I live, four, he lives four minutes. It's not inconvenient. It's no big deal. He gave Rita $20 and I go, give me that. I gave it back to him. He tried to give it to her again, gave it back to him, tried to give it to me. I'm like, no, I don't want your $20. I go, he goes, you did me a favor. I go, no. I go, I did you a favor. Favor doesn't require monetary payment. I go, the only way a favor requires money is if your favor is, can you lend me $20? I said, so please, you don't have to give me any money. So today, I'm working with him today. And he comes up to me. He goes, he calls me sir, because it's a military thing. And I'm older than him by 30 years. He goes, um, sir, do you like red velvet cake? And I don't like red velvet cake. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I hate red velvet cake I got so sick of red velvet cake Because remember when every red velvet cake was everywhere Everyone had red velvet cupcakes It was like, it all of a sudden, I had never seen it before in my life And all of a sudden, red velvet cake was like the thing And I got sick of it yeah. So he goes, do you like red velvet cake? And I'm like, no, I fucking hate it I go, I can't stand it, I got so sick of it I'm just going on and on about it And then he goes I made you a red velvet cake <laughs> oh. I was like, no i go oh. nah, ah. i go i go where are you kidding me he goes no it's up in the break room i go okay i go well, i will eat i will eat some of it i go but i'm gonna let the crew eat some of it too and he goes okay but you don't have, I, I don't believe that you're gonna eat it i go i will eat it i ate two pieces of it but it was just so funny to me so that's why your lips are pink <laughs> yeah it's okay. so funny to me because like that makes a lot more sense if he would have just said sir, I made you a red velvet cake. I would have said, Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. But he didn't do that. He said, do you like red velvet cake? And I do not. So, and I just, as I'm saying it, I'm like, why is he looking so sad?
2: Because you didn't ask a clarifying so, question. Why are you asking me yeah, if I like
1: before? Red I should. Okay. Cake. It's my fault. Before yeah. I left tonight, he goes, sir, <laughs> do you like cheesecake? I'm like, I love cheesecake. He's like, what kind of cheesecake? I go, I, go, I don't know. Cherry cheesecake, whatever. He's like, "All right. So I guess I'm going to get a fucking cheesecake tomorrow." So was he like a cook in the Navy or? Something? He says he will no, but he likes to bake, he said. All right. So he, I guess I'm going to get a cheesecake tomorrow. All right. And I you and today what all did you do today? Tell us what you did and we're going to get into some music.
2: Uh we, we uh went uh way 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 down the coast to uh the Wayfair Chapel. Okay. Have you ever heard of this? Nope. Very um, it was beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I'm totally blanking on the name of the town um redondo beach no no all right i don't know for the, it, it was it's hard to say out here san diego um no it wasn't that, <laughs> that far, far it? no okay. but uh, it, it, so we we just went there and then uh so what do you do when you go to the chapel um it's just very pretty it sits up like on a bluff overlooks that's the picture
1: fr- you sent me yes all right yeah, yeah that was nice it
2: overlooks the pacific ocean they have yeah. they hold services there Uh, This guy was a Swedish guy that came across, I don't know, in the 1800s or something and founded this church and they still hold services there today. Um, uh, It seemed pretty Zen-like and everything, very peaceful. They had uh, kind of gardens with uh, the trees and the flowers and everything and reflecting pools. All right. It's very beautiful. Now, who wanted to go there? Um, Our daughter. So, you know, it's her birthday weekend. Yeah, so you do Um, what she wants to do. Yeah, and then nearby there, uh, she uh, has been getting involved with a, a place that does... It's a printing press. All right. These are like machines that were made like 100 years ago. These they're heavy, big steel machines look like they could take your arm off if you weren't paying attention. Okay. This uh, woman that she met um, is in uh, the wedding business. So she does like the announcement cards and the um, engagement cards and... These are, you know, very um, unique and original, and they're embossed and printed by hand. And right. so they're, uh, I'm sure, it's very popular for brides and, and because, things. And you're paying a premium price. This isn't Etsy or Zazzle. I, I don't know what the pricing's like, but pricing. I would imagine it's pricey. But it's high quality too. Yeah, it's it's they're using, uh, you know, you it, they're all custom made where yeah. you sit with them and design your invitations or That's your announcements. Cool. And they and they were doing some stuff when we were in there, um, and it was it was actually pretty impressive. Just right. that these, uh, you know, how my daughter's probably seventy pounds, soaking wet, and they're, they're all these girls were that size, all right. and they're operating these machinery. Like I said, looks like it could take off my arm, um, and uh, it it was pretty neat. They, they, Did you wear goggles? No, All right. no, <laughs> there was no safety. Do you
1: have to goggles. wear a steel toe boot? Uh, <laughs> Helmet. No, I think we all had Birkenstocks on right. and kind uh, of beach a, a fa- wear. A face guard? Like a you know, welder's mask? No. No? No. So there's a chance you could get injured. Um,.
2: I got a little buzz from some of the chemicals. Oh, that's good. Then. That's good. I don't that's know. Why what the, they, that's why the kids what, are doing. I don't know what they were but they were mixing. They're huffing. They're, They're like mixing the inks by hand on this table and then they put them in this machine and like prime it. And I don't know. It's, this is good podcast, but it, it was is
1: good. It's telling you about your day.
2: Yeah. 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 And then we went to some taco joint. You, you uh, I feel like every place out here sells tacos. Was it great though? It was good. All right. It was really
1: good. All right. Yeah. And you, you got you got a day plan tomorrow, and then then you take a red eye on uh, tomorrow Saturday, and then you take a red eye out Sunday. It's a full trip. It's a short trip. Um. Yeah. 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 It's been a good trip. All right. All right. Let's get into it. We each picked uh you know five, six, seven songs. You got seven on your list. I got uh, I got a few more, but um, so be it. Um, these are songs that we believe. Uh, we racked our memory. We believe these are songs that we first heard or bands, definitely bands we first heard on the Steve Kelsey show for the most part.
2: Yeah, I, I would think that we're pretty accurate with, there's certainly bands yeah. that around that time we would have discovered. Yeah, I think Whether we actually heard these exact tracks yeah. on that show at some point, I, I don't know how
1: to... Yeah accurately determine that i think your list is spot on like when you sent me because i always have the person send me their list first and on the off chance that we pick the same song that way i won't because i'll know what you picked but i think your list is spot on yeah yeah i think i I think i did pretty good yeah not too bad and the songs are on your list are 78 79 and 80 that's just that's the sweet spot for us and um graduated in 82 and um and again, we came from a small town, so like this, this wasn't. This was like what we wanted to do that night. This was the oh, you want to stay over, and we're going to listen to. It was me, you, and John Gallagher, and you and I were a little bit more into the, the music than John. He was just into the hang, and he would like some stuff here and there.
2: Yeah, especially the heavy metal, the yeah. hard rock, the, yeah. the uh, psychedelic rock. I mean. Our parents thought Billy Joel was risque oh, in the, in the day. If, yeah. you, if you put on uh, "Only the Good Die Young," it was like you—you you, you you were killed someone. Yeah. So I mean, I think you know, my sisters were probably listening to like Elton John or Sticks. Uh, yeah, maybe some Sticks was on the radio. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what would be a hard song on the radio back then.
1: I don't know. Who knows? It'll come to us, but definitely what Steve Kelsey, the all night animal, was playing was not stuff that we were hearing ever in the daytime. No, you would, I
2: don't think you were hearing at least on in our world, they weren't hits, no, these were album tracks, yeah, album tracks. Um, they could be seven, eight, nine minute songs, yeah. He didn't care, he didn't have this two-and-a-half-minute format of yep. I got to play so many songs, then play an ad, then do a weather report, yep. then play so many songs. And then even
1: if, if we wanted one of the albums that he was featuring and we went to the local record store, they, they probably had to special order it for us. It wasn't just in the racks. I would say a lot of them weren't, yep. especially at the National Record Mart. The National Record Mart. No, in the mall?
2: No. And, and uh, we'll give a plug, hey, the Logan Valley Mall.
1: <laughs> do you remember the gigantic book? And they would have to leaf through it would yeah, find a series. It was it's, crazy. It's, it was like a
2: phone book for, size paper. Like, so, so it was almost that tissue, like yeah. phone book
1: paper. And then for, I like, I would love to have one of those just to have in this, in the rock room, just as a, like a, a, a piece of uh what do you call it? Like uh, not art, but as a, as a, I don't, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It's late.
3: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, just well, as like
1: a, an an heirloom or something rare. Oh, this is how we used to look up albums, and they would order them for us, and then it wouldn't come in the next week. It might take a month. Well, and that would that that could be one of his
2: trivia questions. Would be he would name a particular band, and then you'd have to call in and name their albums in order. <laughs> right. And, and so if we would have had that encyclopedia that we had that they had at the national record Mart, Yeah, we would know the we answer. would know that, but some of these groups you you've never even heard of them and then to know oh by the way they already have like eight albums because they've been out since the 60s or something um it
1: was mind-blowing to to learn about the back catalogs of some of these bands when i bought ario speedwagons high infidelity i didn't know that was their 10th album yeah i thought they were a brand new band yeah and we didn't have google to look this up or wikipedia or whatever we had cream and circus and rolling stone magazines and those always didn't give us all the info we needed. No, no. All right, Jim, the playlist is WFBG, the rock about tuna, Steve Kelsey, the all night animal. What's your first, oh, and a shout out to Jason Levy, who's going to be doing the artwork for this episode. Thank you, Jason. What's your first track? I'm going to start you off with a
2: quick trivia question to see if you can wow figure out which band it is. All right. Uh, Pat, Name the heavy metal band named after a German flower for five rock solid
1: points. Well, see, I know the answer because I'm looking. I am looking at your list. So I know what the answer is, but I'm, I'll say it like I don't know. Hmm. Oh, man, Jim, that's a. Could it be. Is it detective? No, a budgie. No. You know what? I'm going to go. Is Nazareth. No, I'm going to go with Crocus.
2: Yeah, Crocus. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is a band um i had to look this up i didn't know this um that they named it after the flower we yeah. spell it c uh, c-r-o-c-u-s here in english but throughout europe uh in german it's spelled to k-r-o-k-u-s which and is it,
1: and it's a i love a band that has just one word you know like rush or yes or asia or crocus i just yeah. love it yeah and I, and I, we had no idea. We never heard. Of, they're like the number one uh, hard rock band in Switzerland of all time. We had never heard of a band from Switzerland in our lives. I never heard of these guys until we heard them on this
2: show. Yep. Um, a couple of fun facts I picked out for these guys. They like that name because it has rock in it, R-O-K, <laughs> like rock. Yeah. <laughs> like rock. Yep. Um, that's kind of cool. Um, they started out as more like a. Um, progressive rock band um back in the uh, early 70s and then they were heavily influenced by acdc oh, for sure and i think for me at the time that's what some of our friends in high school were listening to they were all sure. uh jamming out on acdc and as much as anything i like to feel like i was smarter than them or <laughs> like oh or maybe listen to crocus yeah, um
1: even though we love acdc
2: but yeah these guys um uh, they must have put out six or eight albums throughout the 80s excellent for me that's when i listened to them exclusively um i think they're still recording um they're a band that they really sound different on a lot of their records um and i don't think i realized it at the time i know it now um they had a
1: lot of lineup changes yeah there's no one member that plays on all of their records no it's all over the place but for the most part it's Mark Storis and I'm sure I'm going to butcher these names on vo- lead vocals. Chris Von Rohr yeah. uh, and Fernando Von Arb are are pretty much the three guys that are on most of the ones we like. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and, and Von Rohr, I mean, he plays bass, drums, keyboards, back vocals, lead yeah, vocals. Just all I mean, over the place. He's, uh, so they, they do, for somebody with the band depending where you drop into their catalog they mm-hmm. could sound very different they've had 10 different drummers and uh, the drummer really to me and you i know you're a big rock drummer guy yeah. that provides kind of the foundation of their sound of a the band. engine
1: it's the backbone
2: yeah but um i i love their 80s stuff i'm not familiar with anything too far beyond the, the yeah. 80s and i know they still they still put out some stuff yeah, they do um, and I'm not familiar with a lot of their catalog prior to the 80s. I dropped into them late 70s, early
1: 80s, listened to them up through college. and The through. album was Metal Rendezvous. Oh, I can remember him saying it, coming up crocus. And I'm like, what the hell is that? What is he going to play? This album just rocks. This is great. We saw them on this tour twice. Yeah, they played with Cheap Trick. open for Cheap Trick and then at the Johnstown War Memorial. And then like... Six months later They came through Supporting Ted Nugent Again Johnstown War Memorial And we were like Yeah we get to see Croke So we've seen him twice Never seen him again But we saw him twice <laughs> Crazy Around 81 or 82 Okay What's your song From Metal Rendezvous Uh, fire Fire Here it is
0: You got no real ambition
1: It takes me right back to In the the. Just- in the shed
2: Yeah, we were probably listening to this on a very cheap radio with one speaker.
1: I was going to ask if you had a boombox or did we just have a AM radio? We might have had some kind of a boombox. It had to have sounded horrible. <laughs> It's every bit as good as Scorpions. Yeah. I mean, come on. They're just not as popular as some of these bands, but man, so good. Yeah. Yeah. I you you could lump them
2: in with a bunch of bands around that time, but they had a unique sound. Um, again, heavily influenced by ACDC. They mm-hmm. really changed the direction of the band.
1: It's literally the first band I thought of when I we decided to do this was Crocus. And so I have a song from the same album. Ah. And the song I picked is Bedside Radio.
0: So good. Here we go. Fantastic,
2: yeah, that's um, a little more commercial rock, there, a little yeah. softer. That you know, you'd think something like that. Well, today that would get play, yeah, um, but back, back then, then
1: that was like crazy wild,
2: yeah, yeah. And most of the albums a little harder than that. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, uh, that was from 1980. Then they did Hardware One Vice at a time, Headhunter, that's my favorite yeah. one in the 80s. Uh, then the blitz change of address heart attack i mean these guys I were know. cranking just, out material they just kept the going 80s. and
1: going yeah they must have you know been selling albums in other countries to keep going i bet they were big in sweden <laughs> i think they're from switzerland <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah they're definitely yeah, a swiss yeah, yeah. band. metal yeah from switzerland they enjoyed success in north america during the 80s of course they did
0: bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: All right, let's move it on, move it on. What's your next song? You got some uh you got some look at, you got notes all typed up and they're in uh
2: I always come prepared for this yeah. show. You do this show every week, you know, for me. Anything in front I of have me. a year
1: to prepare. Yeah, I don't know, um, I don't I just I just have a song, song list I'm burping. I could drink so many of these Moscow mules.
2: Yeah, so this next band um Judas Priest, um heavy metal band, they started uh late 60s uh still going today. Yep. Um they are not Swedish. Um but I found this fun fact. They were actually nominated for a Swedish Swedish Gaffa award in 2019. Uh didn't win. Um but they have won a ton of awards. Um they're uh, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, including a Grammy in 2010. Um as a metal band, they're known by their peers, by their fans of mm-hmm. uh, being very innovative. Um, influencing the, the genre and other people, even not in the heavy metal genre with some of the things they've done with the drums and the guitars
1: and the amps and the tuning and all that. So, and then they, uh, then Judah, then Rob Halford also becomes a LGBTQ icon by coming out. I mean, you know, it, it kind of turns everything on its ear when a guy like that comes out as, as gay, you know, it's, it's uh it changes everything for for backward thinking uh lunkheads who like this music now they have to say oh i really like rob halford i don't care if he's gay you know what i mean so it's kind of uh it's kind of amazing and rob halford was on the show so that's cool
2: yeah yeah and that's that's what i mean is here's a heavy metal band just cranks out hit after hit really it's incredible music still recording and like you said not only are they winning awards for their music, but they're also so progressive and inclusive and just breaking all kinds of barriers outside of the recording studio. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, Pretty cool. The The story I found about them um, that I think is kind of interesting um, You know, Steve Kelsey used to do some things on the show. You remember the urban myth that you could play certain songs backwards and there'd be like, there'd be like hidden messages or Satanic messages. And that
1: would make you kill yourself. And and, you know,
2: back in the day, you know, Steve would just play the song for us backwards and Mm -hmm. kind of say, what do you hear? And then we would call in and people would be like, I heard him say like, you know, whatever. Um. Anyway, this band in 1990, they got into a big, um, uh, court case where there's, there was these, uh, two 18 year olds in Sparks, Nevada that killed themselves. Have you heard about this story? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. There was a, there was a PBS documentary on, it there's a show called POV and they did a whole documentary about this.
2: Yeah, so so the the parents were suing, saying that their song, Better By You, Better By Me, has an embedded subliminal message that urged the boys to Mm -hmm. do it. Um, After, like, months and months, I'm sure lots of money. Finally, the judge said uh, uh, that he—I wrote it down here. He said— he said it was a coincidental convergence of a guitar chord with an exhal- exhalation pattern. <laughs> all right. Perfect. So I guess the singer was like, ah, 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 and there's like, you know,
1: wah, 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 and yeah. somehow they heard,
2: kill yourself at the church. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I tell people all the time, I'm like, I listen to this music in my formative years. I never, it never drove me to do drugs. It never drove me to drink. It never drove me to hurt someone. It never drove me to hurt myself. So, that's bullshit. That this well, kind of music can I, I, make. I, I, I wasn't familiar with this track at all, so I looked
2: it up, and I'm a big lyric guy, and I and I.
1: It's better I, by you, better by me, right? Yeah, that the song. Yeah,
2: and yeah. and if you listen to the lyrics, it's like, guess you'll have to tell her how I tried to speak up thoughts I held up so inside. Tell her now I got to go out in the streets and down the shore. Tell her the words not much living for it's better by you better by me. I don't think that's subliminal. I think the guy is going to kill himself. (laughs) I don't think think it's
1: subliminal. It's right in the lyrics. Like I think it was Frank Zappa who said he, to his, to his knowledge, there's no word or sentence in the human language that someone can say that would make you kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even the even if I say go kill yourself, Jim doesn't mean anything. Uh, so what song did you pick from Judas priest
2: from, uh, uh, I chose uh, "Hellbent for Leather" from the
1: 1978 "Killing Machine" album. Yeah, now it's called "Killing Machine" in, in other countries, but it's in in our country. I think the song, the album was called "Hellbent for Leather." I believe they did, but I have like, to package it that way yeah. to sell it. "Killing Machine." Okay, here's here's one of the most popular Juice Priest songs ever: "Hellbent for Leather." <laughs>
0: They sense the fear Wheels, A couple of steel and a flash of light streams from a street of fire as he strikes Help and Help and Follet Help and Help and Like a night, faster than a shadow, comes a flare from a raging sun a
1: wish- I mean uh the, uh, what was I going to say? I forget. <laughs> this is, I forget. It's late. It's getting late. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's a um, heavy song. I mean, that's, um, uh, def- they definitely have some lighter hard rock stuff, yeah. but that one is a heavy one.
1: Um, my first song, now my, first, my next song, it's, uh, this is one where I called in, and I remember I called in, I was listening at my house. I wasn't with you guys. I was at the house. I was in the kitchen. I was listening. And I answered a question, and I got to – and I was first, and I got to choose a song. So I was big into Cheap Trick. I had – what did I have? I didn't have all their albums yet. I had – I probably – I might have only had Live at Budokan, and I hadn't – or I might have had Heaven Tonight, too, but I didn't have the first two yet. But I knew there was a song on their first album that was uh, ELO and then the word Kitties. Now, since I had never heard the song, I didn't know that it was ELO Kitties, okay? Yeah. So I answered I answered the question right. I remembered this song. I had never heard it before, so I'm like, oh, I'll request that song, and then I'll get to hear it. And I remember I said, yeah, I'd like to request uh, E-L-O Kitties. Because it's it's E-L-O, it's capital. I thought maybe it was a song about the band ELO. I I didn't know. So, um, and then when it played, I was like, oh, it's ELO Kitties, okay, I'm stupid. He probably thought I was an idiot. But that's my song because this was one that I won and I got to request. So this is from 1977, Cheap Trick debut, Hello Kitties. Kelsey find like uh, these, he must've just gone into the record store and just, he might've even gone to Pittsburgh maybe to some record stores. I mean, how did he find Crocus? How did he find these bands? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, part of it would have been, he was probably in his forties and (laughs) we
2: were in our teens Yeah, and he probably did have influence from other DJs and people that he knew, industry people rock magazines that yeah. he read probably maybe even albums that showed up at the stadium, station for people trying to get airplay oh yeah he probably said oh this and is a pretty cool album cover the station's like yeah throw that away we're not playing <laughs> we're not that. Playing and he that. would just, and he just put it, it into his private collection and say yeah i'll, I'll give this a spin um, i wonder what his
1: album collection was like when he died. i picture him being like um like oh, almost a hoarder
2: what was the um john kuzak movie uh, where, where he had all the albums, like all through his whole apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Um, um, I know,
1: I know. I want to look it up because I was going to drop.
2: Wasn't uh, what was that one? It, uh, that's what I picture him like. Where he's, I own that movie. I should know. Like where he's always trying to make the perfect mixtape, and he knew like all the obscure groups. High fidelity. Yeah, high infidelity. No, high fidelity. High fidelity. High fidelity. Oh, George high George infidelity was an REO speedway. That's, the, that's album. the one that we talked about earlier. That's the one with the girl in the front it's, it's all right behind
1: like, you it's right there she she it's looks right like there. she just had sex and turn, she's, no, like, she's getting ready to turn around look at it it's right there yeah she just had you it didn't look, it's right behind you you mm-hmm. won't turn around it's autographed right there yeah
2: yeah yeah I love yeah, that. That, yeah that. was album the, cover yeah okay. that's how i pictured steve kelsey's like whole house <laughs> just, just like but without the girl like all the walls of just albums everywhere and turntables and or Maybe not. Maybe Who knows? Not. He probably Who lived knows? in a van down by the river. Maybe an apartment. What? Uh, what's your next tune? Uh, this is one from uh, Theodore Anthony Nugent, <laughs> um, Uncle Ted. Uncle Teddy. Uh, Man, when
1: I saw this song on your list, I was so excited because I know, I, I would bet my life that the first time I ever heard this song was on Steve Kelsey's show.
2: Yeah. I, I would guess so too. And like you said, we ended up seeing him in concert, I think because of hearing him on the Steve Kelsey show. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I, I never heard of the Amboy Dukes where he started no, out. In I the didn't. 60s. I mean,
1: we might've heard cat scratch fever and that's it. Yeah. And that's it. But then when Steve Kelsey, then we heard like wango tango and scream dream and terminus Eldorado and, and this song, go ahead tell us about it. Um, I I I don't know a lot about good friends and a bottle of wine. Just it was a
2: big song back then. So good that you would hear on his show. You might hear it at a party, yeah, something like that. I mean, certainly this isn't one you're going to play at a school dance. No, um, but it'd be one that kids would play in other formats. Um, I love this song. I really do. Yeah, and you know I I
1: love this era of Ted Nugent. Oh, it's great. I I mean, mean, it's undeniable from. From the debut, which I think was 77, all the way through, I don't know, State of Shock and, and a Scream Dream, that stuff's all good. That stuff's really good stuff. So 70s Ted is really good. 70s Ted,
2: really good. Certainly he's gotten very controversial now. Yeah. Um, I don't think I realized when we were growing up and we were listening to 70s Ted. It. We didn't know. He was controversial then for supposedly being like a draft dodger. I Dodger and
1: had a teenage girlfriend. We didn't know any of that. We didn't know. You I didn't know. I always say when, when the song Christine 16 came out by Kiss, I was 13. So I thought Christine 16, she's an older woman for me. I didn't know that the guys that wrote that were 28 and creepy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's not until you grow up and you're like, hey, wait a minute. Those guys were in their 30s singing about a 16-year-old. That's not good. Yeah, well, but, Nugent
2: had uh, jail bait jailbait because that was oh my that was some controversy about him that he was having sex with like 13 year olds or something.
1: the line in that song is i don't care if you're just 13 what the fuck (laughs) and we and we sang that song and we didn't think a thing about it because we were 16 but still we didn't think anything about that but now it's like that's not cool and i think
2: then and now you know, with his politics now, and he's very—he's a big NRA guy, a big gun guy. I, you know, we're not on this show to talk about politics or gun mm. politics or anything. But Steve Kelsey back in the day said, "Listen to his music. You—you you decide if you like his music or not." He didn't care that the guy
1: was no, we, potentially all about having
2: underage sex. He was but a draft would, dodger, or whatever. Yeah,
1: we wouldn't know any of that back then because there was no way to, to get any of that information. We didn't care. We just wanted to hear. A song like this. From the album Weekend Warriors. Now, let me tell you something. Ted Nugent album covers of this period that I love are so awesome. And look, this album cover has Ted in uh, white pants with uh, no shirt and white uh, suspenders. It's got that Ted Nugent logo. It says Weekend Warriors, and his guitar is a shotgun.
2: (laughs) It should have been a clue that he was
1: going to yeah, be should, a big
2: nra guy
1: but the cover is amazing like i see it and i'm like that's fucking a killer cover so anyway what a great song i love that song so much
2: yeah the real quick the, the one of the fun facts i didn't realize because like you said back then we were just listening to him we just listened to music um, i didn't realize when he went solo he didn't sing lead on his no. first few albums nope. For Derek, a lot of Derek St. Holmes did and meatloaf did meatloaf. I would have never got that trivia question yeah. on Steve Kelsey's show. Yep. Like ever. I I'd never even heard of meatloaf until mm. that paradise by the dashboard album yep. came out. I didn't know this dude played on all these other records for all these other musicians. So now,
1: speaking of uh, Derek St. Holmes in 1981, Brad Whitford from Aerosmith and Derek St. Holmes from the Ted Nugent band—they they they recorded an album called Whitford St. Holmes, and I'm pretty sure the first time I heard this was on Steve Kelsey's show. This song is called "Whiskey Woman."
2: remember that one yeah i do remember that one yeah there's excellent musicians um just great probably couldn't sell a lot of records based on their names right but they were the power behind some of these mega bands in that era and uh certainly their side projects were solid
1: yep if i can since i have more songs than you i want to throw this out there too yeah let's do it it goes in line with that song i just played joe perry project The second album, I've got the rock and rolls again And I know 100% The first time I heard East Coast, West Coast Was on the Steve Kelsey show Here it is love it love that song
2: yeah yeah you know we were talking at the top of the show about the satellite radio and I it seems like when that first came out that was pretty commercial free then it got more commercial with commercials and interruptions yeah do you remember when Kelsey would like drop the whole side of an album and just play it for like 35 40 minutes yeah yeah like he'd put on like a side of a yes album he was probably getting high though right that's what i'm wondering is like is that when he had to take a shit <laughs> yeah. he's like you know what i'm gonna go out i'm gonna smoke some weed i'm gonna take a shit and he just he would drop a whole side yeah. of an album and even when he would come back he would be kind of like okay where, where were you like
1: <laughs> like and now knowing what i know about you know because i've met bands after shows and all this and how you can you know, get into places and get backstage and get in the green room and all the things I've done as an adult man. We could have probably driven out to the radio station at night and just talked to him. Yeah, we could have hung out with him. I bet some. Have, I bet some people did. We probably could have got on the air if we really would have. I mean, it wasn't like it was just. We drove by the station all the time. It was like it looked like a couple of trailers with a giant um, yeah. antenna. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but we I'm, never thought for a second that you could just drive out there.
2: Yeah, and I don't think back then, like I know now when kids start driving, you're not allowed driving after midnight. Mm-hmm. I don't, did we have those restrictions? I don't remember. I don't know.
1: We, I, I, I look, look remember. all I know. But I don't think, it, nobody would have stopped us. I don't us know anyway. what restrictions there were when we grew up because when I was like 13, I worked at Barona's Farm Market picking strawberries. They would put us all in the back of a truck, like 25 kids <laughs> in like, what do you call a truck? We stood up in the back of the truck. Yeah. It like had wood panel on the side. If you you could fall out of the truck, and they would drive us out to the field, and down the highway, and then to the field in this truck. That doesn't seem. We would never let your kid do that now. And
2: didn't they pay like ten
1: cents a quart or something like, like that? So you had to pick like ten quarts to make a buck. A flat of strawberries was eight quarts, and I don't know what. Maybe it was fifteen cents a quart. So what's fifteen times eight? I can't. You're. You've been throwing math at me this whole show. I'm not the math Why guy. Why can't we do that simple math? We went to
2: public school.
1: <laughs> I don't know. And so you would pick eight quarts of strawberries. You would take it up. And then you had- It's probably about a buck. You had an index card. And they would like, they would like sign it. And then at the end, depending on how many flats you picked-
2: so at the like, end of like three or four hours of getting eaten by bugs. And, and mice
1: crawling around. And it was in the morning freezing and the you ground like, is wet. They would
2: give you like a $5 bill it's, and probably
1: all the smashed strawberries you wanted to take slave home. slave labor. It's <laughs> unbelievable. And we, we did that. Our parents were like, yeah, I think you should pick strawberries. Really? Because I'd rather not do that. It's, it was like five in the morning. Yeah. And like our parents would drive us to... It was Baroner's Farm Market They would drive us to the farm market And drop us off Why didn't they just drive us In our nice safe car To the field Why did we have to get In this In this um Like we were like A bunch of convicts We might as well have had a uh, We were a chain gang Picking strawberries I know it sounds It sounds yeah, but crazy But that's I'm not even making it up That money Funded Whitford St. Holmes for you It did fund albums for sure you were frugal With that money Until we How many When we worked at McDonald's How many albums did you buy a week?
2: We blew a lot of paychecks.
1: I know. I bought as two albums. As a soon week. as we would get paid, we would head to the national record mart. <laughs> Concert tickets. I mean, I, I always say other kids in school like we'd show up and we'd show up on a Wednesday with cheap trick shirts, and they're like, "Did you guys go to the? Did you see that show last night?" We're like, "Yeah." Like no one went to concerts that I remembered. No no we we did no we were going in pittsburgh a couple hours away on a school night on a school night coming back with our bootleg shirts (laughs) that were terrible like now bootleg shirts look pretty great back then fucking terrible yeah all right what's your next tune
2: yeah you you've had a great lead-in um with uh this is a a a rock solid trivia question Uh uh musicians are known as the toxic twins
1: Mm. of course that's steven tyler and joe perry
2: yeah yeah perfect lead-in um for aerosmith um i love this album so much yeah
1: yeah you know i picked no surprise off of night in the ruts yep with a z night in the ruts and what did it say on the back of the album right in the nuts Right in the nuts fuck yeah when you're when you're when you're in ninth grade that means everything it's a great album cover, too. It still means something to me.
0: <laughs>
1: Again, I know I heard this the first time on Steve Kelsey's show. Yeah. Yeah. Coming up, it says, Midnight Lady, Situation Feeble, Vaccinate Your Ass with a Phonograph Needle. Yeah. That's Lyrics
2: right. matter, man. That's right. Now, this was a band. You hung with them when the band was imploding. They were, <laughs> I, they were, I'm they were always... known as one of the biggest party bands of all time. Yeah. Drugs, sex, rock and roll, all that good stuff. And then Joe Perry, Brad Whitford left the band. I'm still with them. And you hung with them. Uh, rolling stone calls it the greatest comeback of all time i mean their turnaround with that band they got clean i think for a little while i don't mm-hmm. know if they held up to that forever but perry comes back comes back to the band whitford comes back um and then they they just went to superstardom yeah um, they did they, I, I personally like those albums i don't love those albums i like their earlier stuff that's more hard rock
1: yeah i do like pump i think that's a pretty solid album and um they started to do five ballads per album. I know, but that's where that could be. Lots got the of ladies. glam rock. And yeah, they
2: cashed in big yeah. time. Um so I don't blame them. I just I don't like those albums as yeah. much as their early stuff that just rocks.
1: All right. Now, my next song. This is when Steve Kelsey would play something that you were never, ever gonna hear ever, ever on the radio. He would say coming up, A C D C from Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. This one is Big Balls.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm upper, upper class, high society. God's gift to ballroom notoriety. And I always fill my ballroom. The event is never small. The social pages say I've got the biggest balls of all. (laughs) I've got big balls I've got big balls they such big balls And they're fancy big balls S- So
1: stupid, we and just thought it was the greatest balls. thing ever she's Yeah. she's
0: got big balls But we got the limits. Balls the balls And my balls are always it's bouncing and my <laughs> balls are always it's almost as close
2: as ACDC can. ever came to doing a ballad. <laughs> I mean, really. Because, you know what I mean? Like, they really have never done a ballad no, that I'm
1: aware I, of. No, I mean, I remember hearing him play big balls. and I was just like, holy... Like, Can they say that? I know, exactly. That's like when... Did you go see uh, Did you go see Rocky Horror Picture Show, like, when I went and saw it?
2: I didn't see it until I was in college and they would, okay. like, play it a couple times a year at the theater at I college. saw
1: it in high school, downtown at the Blair Cinema. And I felt like I was seeing a porno. Like, I felt like I shouldn't be seeing this. I, like, I remember the next day, my mom was like, How was the movie? And I was like, Oh, embarrassed. To say, what was it about? Oh, it
0: was just, you know, just, toast. It's like a
1: musical, you, you know, it's interactive. I, I didn't say interactive. That wasn't even, we didn't even know what that meant. But, um, yeah, but big balls, I, we were just like, my God, is he going to get in trouble for playing this? This doesn't seem like you can play this on the radio. Like you said, I don't think anybody
2: from the station no was one. listening they to a show. They did not
1: care. Uh, they just said, make sure you lock up when you leave. Turn off the generator. They probably said, you know what? Then the, On Saturday nights, we don't need the security guard here because Steve's here. <laughs> like he never had like band members in for doing interviews or anything because we're in Altoona, Pennsylvania there's no one
2: around I, that's one of the things I was trying to jog my memory did he ever maybe have a local band come in that you know was like a bar band on the maybe. scene he might have had that happen
1: you know and maybe even played some of their stuff on maybe. the air maybe because they had like a, a pressing of some just disc they would sell after the show maybe I maybe I I, I would believe it if you told
2: me that was true but yeah. I don't specifically remember well, I that I not remember it either
1: yeah all right, moving down the list.
2: Yeah, this next one, uh, uh, this is a game that Steve Kelsey would do for points. I would put this at five thousand rock solid points for your listeners. Oh boy! You have the privilege of seeing some of my music that I have selected. But what he would do basically is he would give you a, a listing of bands, and then you had to come up with the musician that was the common denominator in that oh, lineup of yeah, bands. Yes. So that was a good game. So this is for 5,000 rock solid points. Here's the lineup of bands. The Jeff Beck group, rainbow, Michael Shanker group, white snake, black Sabbath. Do you have any idea? So I'm, I'm, I'm picking one musician, one musician that's played with all five of those lineups.
1: Give it to me one more time.
2: Jeff Beck group. Okay. Rainbow. All right. Michael Shanker Group, okay. White Snake, Black Sabbath.
0: Man, I...
2: I have a clue, but I'll take your point. It's down below. I half. really don't know who it is. He was also part of Emerson, Lake, and Powell.
1: Oh, yeah. Cozy Powell. Cozy
2: Powell. Wow. You are Mr. Rock Drummer,
1: that's man. That's pretty... That's a great question, though. Wow. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, Rainbow is... The, the group that I picked next. Yeah, because I was um, thinking like, I wasn't even thinking drummers. I was trying to think guitars. Gu- wow, that's great. Yeah, Richie Blackmore when he left Deep Purple.
2: um uh, I've learned all this stuff more recently. I didn't know this back in the day. I just knew these guys rock. But he uh, apparently he took the original lineup of the band. He had four members from a band called Elf, E-L-F. Oh, I, yeah,
1: yeah. Ronnie James
2: Dio's band. I, I love the movie. I don't know that band at all. Um, but- um, he, apparently he got rid of them, kept Ronnie James Dio on vocals, brought in Cozy Powell on drums, Jimmy Bain, uh, Tony Carey. Um, and then they just became like a super group. Like they were one of the first super groups yeah. in that late seventies to mid eighties. Um, and I picked long live rock and roll from the
1: same album in 1978. And watch, uh, you should watch the Ronnie James Dio documentary. Cause even if you don't know anything about Ronnie James Dio, you'll love it. I think you it's meant rockumentary. So <laughs> rockumentary. <laughs> Here's uh, Long Live Rock and Roll from the album Long Live Rock and Roll with Ronnie James Dio on vocals. so funny because again by today's standard some of these songs seem so tame but back then your mind was blown yeah
2: that that's a classic
1: stadium rock song from yeah. that 80s
2: period yep. that bands were putting out um yeah i mean and yep. rainbow similar to crocus uh, a lot of lineup changes mm-hmm. i think Blackmore is really
1: the only one that's consistent across their whole catalog yep you got Joe Lynn Turner on vocals. You got Graham Bonnet on vocals. I mean, there's a Rainbow Song, uh, Since You've Been Gone, is featured right now in the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It's on the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's pretty it, cool. But these guys weren't on the air no. back then. Nope. But now they're in cartoons.
1: Now Steve also played some ladies Don't think that we didn't hear from the ladies Because I remember hearing This song The title track From Heart From the album Baby Lestrange I still don't think I know what that song's about, but I love it, and I know I heard it the first time Yeah, the All Night Animal, Steve Kelsey.
3: Yeah,
2: we were probably only getting Dog and Butterfly.
1: Or Magic Man. From Heart.
2: Yeah. And I think at the time, I would have been like, I'm not buying these guys. They're just like a pop folk band. Yeah. And I think you started getting into Heart and yeah. then playing tracks like this, and I'm like, these guys rock. Yeah. Like, big time.
1: Just, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, what's up from you? What do you got?
2: Another game that Steve played for us was the word scramble where he would read off a series of letters and then drop the track and then you had to take the letters and try I to figure out who the, the band was. Who the band or the musician was. Uh, this is for only one rock solid point, Pat. If you can unscramble these letters, uh, F-O-U. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say F-U? <laughs>
1: Of course it's the band's ufo
2: yeah ufo that's right i forgot your your elo yeah ufo ufo ufo, ufo No, he would probably give us something much tougher like r-l-e-e-k-a-n-h-e-c-h-i-c-m-s which is michael shanker you'd have to write that all out you'd have to write that all out The pen you'd and have, paper you'd have to try to unscramble that in the length of a that's tr- difficult michael yeah. shanker
1: group a uh, word scramble is difficult it, it, you might
2: not have ever heard of the band. You might get the Michael, but then to get the Shanker, you'd have to hear of who yeah. Michael Shanker was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, UFO, definitely a band we
1: heard on Steve Kelsey's show. We, we got saw to see- them open for cheap trick, at the Pittsburgh civic arena. Yeah, that was, that was, um, I have talked about UFO so much in the show, but that was the, I think the only songs I knew at that point were like too hot to handle and maybe lights out. And that's it. And this band comes on stage. First song, I'm immediately hooked. And I've been a fan for life ever since that first time I saw them. It's it's so, was just... Yeah,
2: I hope hope your listeners have listened to some of the past shows you've done on this band. They've got a huge catalog, probably 25 albums at least. And then a bunch of compilations and live albums and just
1: so much great material yep right there strangers in the night box set yeah it's so good uh and the song you picked i picked hot and ready from
2: obsession 1978 you can't beat that one yeah that's a first one to get if you're getting into ufo
1: the production is stellar on these ufo albums great hot and ready what do i got next what's on my list it's midnight it's midnight right now this is this is the real deal now when we're recording this is when steve kelsey he's did he nap you think during the afternoon before uh before he came on the radio i don't know all right how would we know i don't know maybe he had some superhuman power like i don't ever sleep I'm going to play two back to back Because this one This is from a band and look I never I, I still haven't gotten into this band But I do have one of their albums In my iTunes And But this was definitely a band he played And I would be like I don't even know Who this is I've never heard of this band But when he would say I got a new one coming up From Riot <laughs> Yeah This is from Fire Down Under From 1981 This song is called Swords And Tequila Sounds like something we would love. Why didn't we buy this?
0: Yeah.
2: Sounds good, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you would have just played that and put some points on the line, I would not have got that. No, no. No, I've I've certainly heard the band's name. Yeah. I'm just not familiar with it He would any say it their... all the
1: time. I felt like he played Riot all the time. He would play it all the time. And we we just never I don't know. just It, didn't... it,
2: it definitely fits in with other
1: bands and what they yep. were doing at that time. Yep, but for some reason it didn't stick with us, but it sounds good. Now I only the... can pick so many strawberries. This next one might be one that he would be able to play at a dance. And uh, you can only pick so many strawberries. This is one that he might have been able to play at one of the dances. And he wasn't afraid to bring it down a little bit, maybe. And I definitely remember hearing this one from the band Triumph. Oh, yeah. Here we go.
2: Yeah, this might have been one of those awkward songs that you didn't know if you should slow dance to or fast dance. Right, but man, you wanted to
1: slow dance, right? Dancing is over. Yeah. Separate kids. Don't put your bottom half together.
2: Yeah, this one would be in there with like a stairway to heaven. Right. Yeah, it's just yeah. like people wanted to hear the song at the dance, but it was yeah. it was clunky to try to dance to.
1: You're not sure what to do. Yeah. Uh let me play let me play a song from a band. I won't say the band. This is one this is a band he would play, and you see if you can guess who the band is.
2: Yeah, he would do a name this band, I think, is a question. All right find it you remember when he would do like name this tune where he would play just like a a riff like a couple seconds of a riff and then you'd have to call in and say like oh that's led zeppelin dire maker or something whatever it was yeah you're
1: right he would do that all right see if you can name this band 1977
2: well, it definitely has some Led Zeppelin influence it does No, no,
0: afraid You always seem to disappear when the music slow. got Got it for the
1: Alright. I I said this band earlier in the show. I, I threw it in there real quickly. Uh, they were signed to by Jimmy Page signed them to Swan Song Records, Led Zeppelin's record label. And that band is Detective with the song Got Enough Love. Yeah, definitely the production definitely.
2: there sounds yeah, the like Jimmy Page was probably in there helping mix and yeah. overdub and yep. lay down some backtracks and things. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yep, yeah, it's you a good can... one. It's a good one. All right, I think you only got one more for us.
2: I do, I do. I picked uh, White Snake. Uh, this was a band I distinctly remember getting to college, and people had the Slide It
1: In album, which was probably their big breakthrough album. And I'm like... Well, it was actually the 87 self-titled. Oh, no, no, you're right. I'm sorry. I take it back. I take it back. They had Slide It In. You're right. You're right. That was a big album for them. Yes. That was the breakthrough here in America, for sure. Probably
2: 84, something like that, when we were in college. And you had that? and I had that one, too. It's great. But I remember... like trying to convince people like i've been listening to these guys for years like you're kind of late to the party and that they didn't care because that was such a great album but yeah because they have like
1: i don't know six albums before sliding in maybe maybe yeah
2: yeah and it's just another band that we knew about from the show yeah that i don't think a lot of other people did until some of that stuff was
1: getting played on the hard rock stations by the mid 80s i'm gonna see how many albums they had before before sliding in uh nineteen seventy eight trouble that's one uh love hunter that's two uh ready and willing it's three uh, come and get it that's four saints and sinners that's five and then I think then the next one I think yeah is slide It in
2: yeah and no argument for me that's when they really pulled it together and really hit on all cylinders yeah. but They've got a lot of great tracks on their earlier catalog. They do. And we only were exposed because of the show. That's something that Steve Kelsey, we've said it multiple times tonight. Um, He wasn't afraid to put stuff on the air that nobody else was playing. And it stuck with people like us who didn't drink and pick strawberries. (laughs) (laughs) So he knew his
1: audience. So from Ready and Willing, you've got? She's a woman. All right.
0: she got everything I need. she made me smile she make me cause she's a, woman.
1: a little bluesier white snake
0: she got the air. she got the
1: news. They she definitely have some Led Zeppelin heart. influence too yep. And then David Coverdale made Coverdale page with Jimmy Page
0: she got soul, she ain't a young, but she ain't old. Shine like silver, burn like gold She's a woman She's a woman yeah.
1: This could be a Led Zeppelin song. Yep. I mean, I, I also know that we, some other bands that we heard I know we heard songs from the first Maiden album, songs from the first Def Leppard album. He would play Alice Cooper. Nazareth. Nazareth. Uh, I mean. Kiss. Yeah, I mean, Foghat would get played. Certainly ACDC.
2: Yep. Some of the Zeppelin that we've mentioned. Yeah, I mean, tried to pick ones for the show and for this podcast that may be new to some of the listeners versus some of the more mainstream
1: yeah Now, like yeah. this song this song i'm gonna play this was a more mainstream song but i know that he played this one for sure
2: so good yeah this one is one of those songs that really holds up yeah i mean what's is this from like 80 or something
1: 1981 fire of unknown origin
2: yeah here we are decades and decades later and this song still it it, it, it pops up in movies cartoons tv commercials all the time
0: yeah
1: Probably, we heard Early Kiss And then we would hear a band like this A band that I never heard of in my life They were called The Angels in Australia But there was already a band here I think called The Angels So in America They were known as Angel City And this is a song I know I heard From Steve Kelsey this
0: is it, folks, over the top.
1: Another ACDC influence band yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, you got the rhythm, rhythm, rhythm in the background.
1: That's a good pull. I forgot about these guys. Yeah, it jumped in my head last minute. Very last minute. Yeah, they're definitely a big-time ACDC wannabe. Yeah, and he would play a lot of Angel City on the on the show. So that's it. I mean, I got a play-out song, but let's uh, let's wrap it up. What else? You got any more trivia questions? My drink's done. I could drink another one of these. Now, is this, a, is this one of those drinks where it's a strong drink, but I don't know it because it doesn't taste strong or is it just, it's
2: yeah,
3: just. Yeah. That's
1: the fourth time you've asked that question.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know. Could,
1: uh, My yeah. wife made them. So yeah. I they're... need her to write the recipe down. Cause whenever I try to make one, it doesn't taste like the way she makes it.
2: I think because we didn't drink so young, we saved a lot of brain cells to drink more now. So right. yeah, we, we can refill. All right, cool. Yeah. I need no, the recipe. Uh, fun, fun topic. I hope it's fun for the listeners. I hope they hear a few bands that they've not aware of and, And maybe try and download a few tracks or pirate them. I don't know what people do these days. (laughs) Pirate them, steal them. um, You know, we we always date ourselves with stories about having to drive to the mall, and the Uh, mall had to be open, and the record mart had to be open. Now you can just pirate music at any day. Yeah, I mean,
1: look, I remember uh, Cheap Trick, Next Position Please was coming out, and I that's when the that's when they wouldn't give you a definitive release date. Like, you just have to keep calling. You'd hear a song on the radio, and then you would call. When's that new Cheap Trick album coming out? We don't know yet. When's it coming out? I, mean, I don't know. Then you would get a date. It's coming. It'll be out on Friday, Tuesday, I think was the release day then. And I remember I called in. I said, Did you get Cheap Trick next position, please, in? Yeah, we got one copy. I'm like, Save it. And then no one, there was no one. There was not a car. No one was home. I rode my bike. I rode my bike to Altoona to the mall. Okay. To buy so it. this is probably. Uh 8 10
2: miles? No, not that far. Not that five, far. Six but it miles. felt like it felt like far. On a bicycle. It's 5
1: or... miles, at least 5 miles. Yeah. 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 And then I don't even know how I I think it was in the plastic bag that then would like bounce against the because you're holding it in your hand is like bouncing. Or maybe I took a backpack because I don't know, but I remember I rode my bike to buy next position, please. For sure.
2: And if uh, your parents are listening, he wore a helmet too.
1: No, no 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 oh my god the places i rode my bike the highways that i rode my bike on without a helmet oh my god we oh, that's another show
2: that's another show yes um but uh yeah no it, it my my wrap up would be how much you know without internet without the technology we have today this expanded our little world yeah. We we grew up in a very small town and uh certainly for rock and music it opened that up for us just like going to the library for someone
1: who is into reading books or something like that this was our library it's it's hard to even get out of the small town you know what i mean it's hard to get i mean we still have we know tons of people that still live yeah in that area
3: they never got out
1: and they're uh, not listening to riot i guarantee it folks and you don't have to get out If, if you like it you like it that's fine but um but it, there's nothing there that's telling you to leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? They sure. want they want you to stay. Sure. My no, mom think, would my mom would, would want me to come back now.
2: I think for us it just sparked something with music um and certainly has kept us going all these years yeah. with exploring new music, new bands. We certainly Love some of the older stuff. We go deep into catalogs that we didn't know about, and off into the branches of the the group that formed from the yeah. members of the band. And uh, yeah, I remember for back, us, it's good fun, and obviously, I'm sure it is for a lot of your listeners. Yeah,
1: I mean, I remember back then, I would buy, I would buy any album from any member of any band I liked, any offshoot that was there. I'm like, oh, I got to buy that Sean and Hammer album. Yeah, you know, Neil Sean and Jan Hammer. I got to buy that i like journey because i gotta buy it so yeah whatever was out there i would i would get it but yeah so you're, the, you're not on social media anywhere
2: um i have a facebook page um and but i no instagram no all right i don't know how to work it <laughs>
3: it's too complicated But right.
1: well, we are a rock solid show and also at rock solid show on twitter and instagram you can go to rock solid for all things about the show uh, I'm going to have to figure out some uh, a prize to give away in conjunction with uh with this episode. I'll figure something out.
2: Yeah, I looked on uh um Uh what's the online where you can buy stuff? Um Amazon? Not Amazon. The like the used stuff. Used stuff. eBay. Uh,
1: eBay. What were you looking for?
2: I was trying to see if I could find us like an old WFBG t-shirt that Oh, somebody, man. you know people have yeah. they have paint on a stick on eBay, you I can know. buy anything on there. And I tried so That's hard. That's great. I'm thinking there's got to be an is, old well, radio station. Is WFBG still a, a radio station? I think it became known as the Froggy and it went to FM. Oh, I mean, I'm no. sure they still have an AM version of it, but they, I think- Is it, it called
1: WFBG though? I don't, think, call it, a, I
2: don't we, think those call letters exist yeah, anymore. That sucks. And I was trying to find like a mug or- something they would have given away in the day like a swag um but nothing i couldn't come up with anything in my limited sticker nothing no i you know and that's the shame with that radio today is not they don't even have djs in most of the stations now they just stream in the top 40. that you know a lot of the stations that are still using that format I, they might call it something a little different now, you know, the top hits or whatever, Yeah. but they don't even have live DJs in a lot of these stations. They just have the music streamed in and the ads streamed in. And there's just somebody working a control board or something yep. or a PC, I guess.
1: Yep. Yeah. The, back then it was real people playing real music. Yeah. And making real
2: mistakes. Like All right. dropping yep. the needle in the wrong spot. Let me tell you something. We're old.
1: I'm going to piss my pants right now. Am I? Can I use the bathroom right behind me? Because I'm not going to make it downstairs. Yeah. All right. Go to patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast to support the show. I'm literally going to piss my pants and please enjoy this one. I know we heard it for the first time on Steve Kelsey, the all night animals show. This is touch too much ACDC. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Pat.